one of the ten topics of conversation that the Buddha recommended as wholesome, beneficial, was the topic of release. And he wasn't just recommending this topic of conversation to people who were, if you will, released or freed in some final sense. He was recommending it to folks. True, it's mostly monks and nuns, but our culture is a little different. And we can take these recommendations and see what fruit they might yield. Apply the meditating mind. Which encompasses steadiness of mindfulness, some degree of concentration, but also encompasses intelligence that serves investigation. Most fruitfully, the meditating mind that allows intimacy with experience, like we've been talking about. In the pause, what's known. And in relax, there's a receiving, and experience is not held at arm's length. It's right here. And open, it's not limited to just this capsule. It's the totality. And if it moves, it moves. We're in the emergence with it. So there can be this intimacy with experience even when things are active, like this investigation of release. What is release? How can you contemplate it? Unless you have some idea what it is. The classic center point of release is the cessation of hunger, of craving. And the path includes not just complete cessation, but the gradual unbinding, the diminishing. A lot of people will argue about sudden or gradual awakening. Don't bother stirring your mind about it. Just let yourself touch 
where the hunger has already diminished in your own heart. Where have the passions for sensual pleasures and the drivenness behind social pleasures diminished in your own life? Where has the hunger for visibility, acclaim, validation? Diminished in your own life. Where has the hunger to escape diminished in your own life? These are simple questions. You can remember them. Let the pause support you. In the pause, remember. This topic of conversation, of release, so valuable. Be generous with your meditation partners. And by this I mean clearly with your speech, but especially be generous with your pause. Because if we really are going to sit in the subtlety of release, too many words will make the waters cloudy between us. There's so much that we can learn from each other in this. So listening deeply, allow yourself to hear the quiet song of liberation being spoken by your meditation partners. 
see if it resonates some notes in you. Touch the felt sense of the diminishing of hunger. Try to describe it in the body. You might want to go and tell a story about how you go to fewer parties or something. That's okay in one sentence or so. And then it's done. Touch the truth underneath it. Go down to the wordless and come back up again. Give and receive the pause abundantly in this practice of release. such simple questions where do I notice the diminishing of the hunger for sensual or social pleasures? Contentment, peace, where do I notice the diminishing of the grabbing on to becoming, to be a big shot or get my sense of self validated? or find ways to stimulate myself into existence. Where do I notice that fading? Or where do I notice the diminishing of the urge to escape? The diminishing of fear the diminishing of the strategies of dulling, armoring the mind, the heart. Where do I notice this? Do I notice it now? Where do I notice it with other people in relationship to my, my own thoughts, 
Let the pause support you. Just look for those, those few words that come from the wordless. What is the actual experience of diminishing? Can you name it? It would be a very noble effort, a generous effort to name it or to try. To touch that increment of release. known in the, in, the, in the wordless pause. Even as you're speaking, maybe something vanishes right there. Another aspect of release that one comes across frequently in the Buddha's teachings is the cessation or the vanishing of uh, the uh, intoxicants, the outfloods, the fermentations, the taints. In Pali, it's the asavas. It's, the translation uh, implies the flooding of the mind that then keeps it bound and lost and struggling, right? And you can picture because two of these asavas you've touched in the form of hunger. One of them is this sensuality that when the mind touches and taps into or that sensuality urge is released through the body-mind. Perhaps you can feel the sense of being flooded or intoxicated by it. Falling into the trance under it. The trance of sensuality. The trance of becoming. That when there's this drinking, eating, imbibing, wanting, yearning for, going out after the food of the self, that the clarity of mind diminishes, the stress of the organism goes up, and the whole organism orients around this intoxicant. 
But the third is not the third hunger, strangely enough, of non-becoming, because that tends to withdraw and self-limit, cycle in on itself. It doesn't flood out in that same way. What floods out is ignorance. The flooding of the mind with its own opacity, its own not knowing, its blindness, believing in these trances, I can get these hungers fed. I will be able to machinate my life to get it all right. And you don't see it's not possible. You don't even see you're doing it. You don't even see that when you're in the pain of trying to get fed that it's painful. It feels like pleasure, like going to a party and being lonely. Going to a horse race and being tense. Cutting a business deal where you're tremendously successful and completely stressed. All seem like pleasure because the mind doesn't see things as they are. And so it is on every scale of our lives. So there's this, what I call the tripod of suffering, these asavas, where the hunger for sensuality and becoming keeps the ignorance going, right? Because we're so hungry, so thirsty, so going out after that the tension around getting and not getting that is the incessant uh, grunt of life keeps us so occupied and dulled that we can't see things as they are. And on the other hand, not seeing things as they are is precisely why we're going out after. Right? So these things all support each other, keep the system of suffering going. But the release, the cessation, is the collapse of that system. This is something you can touch. And I'm inviting you to give attention to the ignorance, to the avijja. Give attention to the diminishing of ignorance. This is really not so helpful to just tell of your stories of retreat victory. Those will almost likely be served as frozen vegetables. Not so interesting, not so helpful. But if you can touch the ongoing experiences that appear in your life where something comes up and it, it, you don't enter the blindness, something comes up like a, a temptation around uh, self-inflation and you just see it for what it is. Or something comes up that you, uh, where you may have seen in the past pleasure in something that creates a lot of tension. Rah, rah, yay, yay, oh boy. And you recognize it as such. You say, you know, I recognize it as such. 
So not focusing on the hunger side, on the recognition side. That place where a pause happens in life and something shifts, where you don't enter the the trance. Up comes, let's say, a thought, habitual thought, of self-murder, you know, unworthiness and all this kind of thing. And it's seen through. It's seen for what it is. Up comes a thought of self-inflation. And it's seen for what it is. And what we thought would have been pleasure, which would be go get all the compliments, bask in them, and so on, you realize all that basking is really tense, very stressful. I hope it keeps going. I hope it doesn't stop. Oh boy, I feel good now. You know what I'm saying? Really. Been there, done that, you know? This is the voice of authority here. Inflation hurts, but we think it's pleasurable. From the outside, you can see it hurts. Just watch any of the Grammy Awards or any of that kind of stuff and look closely. So give attention to the little vanishings of ignorance, to the clearness that comes up when the trance is not entered. It can be subtle. This is why you're meditating, not just chatting. You've done several days of work to prepare the mind. Take your time. Be curious. What is this? Could this really be talking about me? An experience that I can touch? Yes. The answer is yes. Let the pause support you. And let the listening deeply internally and the listening deeply externally be the bed of practice.
just as the sea, wherever you taste it, has one taste, a taste of salt, the Dhamma has this one taste of liberation. So the cessation of hunger, grasping, becoming, the grinding drive, coming to a stop, the cessation of ignorance and the mind's flooding things seen clearly, not by effort. And the conditions that each action establishes for the next moment are wholesome. There's a natural goodness flowing out of such a mind at peace, the actions are wholesome, which establishes conditions for the ongoing continuation, development, maintenance, and support of kindness and compassion, joy and equanimity. So why don't we just let go of all this stuff for a minute? And if you're moved to speak, just speak to whatever peace you might feel. What's the taste of it? In the body, in the mind, you might be tempted to comment on all the ways that you don't feel peaceful, don't bother. You know, you can do that anytime. Take this opportunity to just, even if you feel, you know, there's some inherent stress, look for the peace, look for the balance. Maybe it's just in your forehead or your little finger. Maybe it's just you look at someone across from you or to your left or to your right and there's just a quiet smile, you know. Or maybe you notice your thoughts and hey, they're just thoughts. And you can share when moved. Because that's giving, that's dana, the giving of that thought the giving of your observation, your insight. But if you just rest in it and speech doesn't come, no big deal. But if you collapse inward to just the intra-personal practice, do invite, pause, relax, and open. Really rest in this together 
so that if something wants to flow in the way of words, it can, that's all. It doesn't have to. Okay? That's the challenge. It's so easy to just, ah, oh, go inside and ah. Oh. And that's good. That's good at times. But right now, look at the shared opportunity for supporting and acknowledging the mind of balance out of all the frantic press of hunger and the blinding of ignorance. Pause and relax and open. So how's the mindfulness now? And I'd like to invite you to offer your gratitude to your meditation partners. You couldn't do this practice without them. And then we'll come together in the circle. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.